I'll be speaking with my colleague Amanda White to discuss the concept of being versus doing in influencing and guiding your own leader approach. So this is episode two of the Connected Approach podcast. In episode one, you really took the the interviewer seat and you were talking to me about my perspectives on the connected approach, the leader approach. And I wanted to, for episode two, just sort of turn the tables (laughs) and talk to you about your perspectives on this. And I think between the last um, time we spoke and, and, and this episode, you've had your own experiences with, with clients and both sharing your perspectives on the leader approach and then also evolving your own thinking on this. So I was just hoping you could share that for for this episode. um, I love how just everything starts to align, you know, when we get that positive momentum going and in the work that we're wanting to do with each other. And um, it just was that moment of like, this is exactly what we're talking about. But Earlier this week, I had a coaching client and we're getting ready um, to go into a process that that we do called stakeholder feedback calls. And so in prep for that, we were talking about, you know, what is it that she wants to get from the feedback? Kind of, you know, making sure that the questions that we had and that we were asking were going to be, you know, getting at what what she was wanting. And she said, well, you know, my main focus from the feedback or what I really want to gain is how is my approach, which I was like, well, this is interesting because that's exactly what, you know, is the, is the thing that we want to be focused on. But my question back to her was, cause she, she's a, she's an up and comer, um, just crazy intelligent. And, um, one of these kind of similar to what we talked about, you know, last week, just all over the doing. And I said, well, I think that is a great area to focus in on as far as what you're getting feedback on. So what are you hoping to get feedback on? Like, what is your approach? And she was like, I don't, that's a great question. I don't know. (laughs) So, um, you know, it kind of gets to if you're not focusing on what it is, you know, so we went into this whole conversation, which really helped. I mean, as I was going through it, I was like, oh my gosh, I got to, you know, share this with Chris because I said, you know, what is that fingerprint that you want to leave on the people that you talk to or on your team or on the organization? You know, do, do you know what it is that um, is your personal brand, you know, that you want to be known for? that is really about how you, how, you know, you are being with individuals. And um, cause I said, you got the doing, you're all about the doing. So is the feedback that like you're a rock star and that you're doing all kinds of great things or is the feedback that you really want about like, she's a caring person, she really listens. Um, I feel, trust that I can really work through hard things with her as a business partner. You know, what are those things? And um, so it, it, for me, I am so aligned to this work that we're doing as far as the leader approach, because it really is the differentiator um, that, and I think it's an afterthought 
you know, as you're coming up through the organization, you really are rewarded and recognized and promoted on the doing. And then you get to this point where it becomes like a huge focus on the how. And sometimes people kind of fall out because that's when you start to hear like, hmm, sharp elbows, hmm, you know, they trample over people, like, hmm, they're, you know, whatever the, the word is. Um, so trying to work with individuals, even earlier in career, to really be clear about how, <laughs> which is the approach, um, is, is really cool that I'm seeing is where I focus a lot of my time on, on the coaching side, but where we're also focusing a lot of time, you know, meeting with, um, uh, leadership staffs or doing training or, um, development programs or whatever. So yeah, it was really, it was, it was fun to go through that with, with her and be completely aligned with the work that we're, we're doing. You had described it to me previously and in short form as being versus doing. Yeah. Which I think is such a compelling concept. Yeah. And it's so um, much of an opportunity and also a challenge for uh, an up and comer, as you describe, because so much of your life leading into your professional experience and who you want to be as a professional is about doing right being an academic yeah. being someone that can you know do the top on a on a, on a test right. it's about what you're getting done as opposed to who you are right and so from five to 22 or five to 28, depending on how long your academic cycle is. It's about what did you score? What did you do, 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 yeah. do. And then you arrive somewhere and the question becomes, yeah. what are you going to be to right. others? And that's a whole new yes. flip yeah. to yeah. folks. So that thought about not what do you do, but who are you going to be or who are you? How do you yeah. is such a compelling concept, right? What was the client's reaction to that perspective of it's no longer about doing it's yeah. about being. Yeah. It, I mean, the light bulb was going off and I gave the example the example last time, you know, like when it was said to me, I was like, I'm sorry, like, what did you just say? <laughs> like <laughs> being versus doing it, like made my eyes twitch, you know, like, and, um, she kind of went through the same thing. She was like, it was almost like she, she said, I've asked for this feedback, but now you've very quickly asked me a question <laughs> to say, well, what is that that you are hoping that you get as feedback as far as your approach? And it was like, I have no idea. <laughs> she was, I think, still wanting the feedback on, you know, I'm a rock star and I get things done and I do this and I do that. Well, that's a different, you know, that's a different question. So we spent the whole 
a lot of the time going through, you know, just, I, I always take notes and I was just kind of like scribbling all over the place and, and uh, just even different tools and practices because she was just kind of, she was kind of like, I don't know how to make that. I, I'm really needing to think about this, you know? So um, you can't just be like, oh, okay. You just introduced this to me being versus doing. And now like, I'm just going to, go start being it's like well how do what is that and it gets to your very point chris it does get into this this inner kind of curiosity and inner work on well first of all i need to understand who am i i need to understand like you know what do i stand for what is my personal brand or my values you know like if i'm you know 30 years from now and I'm hearing like, you know, people share their thoughts on me at my retirement party or whatever, like, what are they, what do I want people to say about me? Um, as how I was, you know, how I impacted or, or how I interacted with them or was it that she always got, she always got shit done, you know, (laughs) or, or is it like, she was always there for me. I trusted to be able to have like, you know, conversations, I, I would follow her anywhere or him, you know, so um, she got it because she's extremely intelligent, but um, it was a little bit like, I really need to think about this, you know, which is the work that I think leaders really do. Um, and I think, you know, just in you thinking about the leaders that you've already talked to, you know, I think there is this point that kind of like grabs them to say, oof this is the space I need to get into because I need to differentiate myself or I'm at a position or a level now that I need to really like what was working, you know, it's that book, what got you here, won't get you there. Right. It's interesting because thinking about individual coaching. Yeah. Our roles are to, ask the questions that can provide resonance, you know, that can create, not provide, but create resonance for the, for the coachee, for the, for the client. And sometimes as we know, they do want to stay right. Snorkel level as opposed to scuba level. And they want to remain focused on the do given their to-do list coming right. into coaching right. or what others have told them about coaching. Yeah. Cause it's comfortable. How... Yeah. Go ahead. Say, say, yes, say your perspectives right? on that. Uncomfortable because she's like, Oh, you know, and I'm saying, I mean, this is every conversation almost practically that I have, you know, so I'm referring to this one individual, but it's like, I mean, it's just on repeat, you know, with, with the different clients that we have and it's uncomfortable, you know, I mean, to, to really, because the, the human side of things where you're trying to like figure out who you are and then how to connect people and, um, how to be, that's hard. Yeah, it's interesting. And it may be the nature of when we were joining large organizations 
at the beginning of, you know, of the, of the 2000s. Yeah. And the feeling from our, uh, our, our parents, the, the folks that were s- senior in the organization at that time was, it is all about do what right. you do for your employer. And so it's like, put your head down and do, they want you to do. And it's so true. You are required to demonstrate what you do and the fact that you're able to get stuff done. Mm -hmm. And in the process of that, even if you have a natural inclination to be, what's not needed, at least initially, is for you to be. Because then people say, great person, you know, great presence, you know, has the ability to connect with others and others want to be connected to them and working with them. It's very strong and very powerful. You just can't start by only being. Right. And so from my own perspective, it started off by, by um, having to suppress the be in order to demonstrate the do. Right. The, the danger in that is that you can completely bury or kill the bee. <laughs> as you're just doing. And right. to your point, there's kind of this light bulb moment when you're uh, building a staff, whether that's in a project basis or you're actually told, hey, for the first time, you're going to become a manager of people that you almost have to like <laughs> crank open the casket right. <laughs> on the bee. Like, oh, we really need this being to be more and more of who you are for our organization. And sometimes that's a hard thing to to bring Absol- back to life. Absolutely. I mean, we I used to say this um, when we would have individuals that were just rising stars, you know, high potentials within the organization. And it was like because they were they could be um, trusted and relied on for the project or the program or getting things done. And then they get to a certain point and then it's like, eh, you know, and, and I'm like, yeah, but we conditioned, this is on us as the organization, as the leadership team, because we've conditioned and recognized them to be this way. And so they don't, you know, and we don't have the tools, you know, a lot of times within the organization, the leadership team or the training or whatever, isn't designed to say like, okay, now, let's focus on the being and let's help you like to, to bring that out. Because to your point, like individuals have just completely armored up and shut that down and like casketed that away, you know, to where that's where we're saying, like in order to really focus in on the how and the being, you got to kind of like turn inward and like find that light and kind of bring it back (laughs) to shine um, because you're, we've been kind of conditioned in a way to not do that. But I think the leaders that are really excelling, and I think the leaders hopefully that we'll be talking to are the ones that, and that I think will be one of our questions is like, how did you go through that, you know, transition from the doer to the being, you know, and how, how do you have that confidence to keep going when you know, it's not necessarily um, the norm of how 
organizational organizations typically like invite you to be. Yeah. So last week I had my, or last episode, I had my red hot chili peppers uh, story yeah. and this time I'll, you know, I'll, I'll use a cultural reference to, you know, the, the amazing boxer and, and personality, Mike Tyson. And he was talking about being great and the yeah. fact that he'd always been told that he was great. And of course, legendary boxer and that he's now focused on being not great, but good because he said there are a lot of great people. And when you meet them or you really spend time with them, you realize they're not so good. (laughs) And so how can you be good to be great? And I think that's another cultural shift that's occurred once again, over the past, I'd say, you know, since the early 2000s, where the weekend was the weekend and there wasn't this 24 hour cycle of sharing, et cetera. Yeah. And you were allowed, people were allowed to separate who they were at the office with who they were at home or, or wherever. And now with the transparency that exists, the newest members of the workforce are, are refusing, and I think we're all now waking up to this and refusing to just be led by subject matter greatness. We want goodness too. Right. And for some people, that's just an awakening. Right. To your point, it's like, oh, I'm allowed to or, or I'm required right. to or asked to bring my goodness forth. To others, it's a little bit of an assault because they're like, oh, I don't really do a lot of good things. <laughs> I kind of rely on my greatness. So, <laughs> so well, yeah, that, yeah, talk a little bit about that because for people who look inside and they're like, oh, I haven't, we all have goodness, I believe. Yeah. But, but they haven't developed it. How do you talk to your clients about? bringing that out or examining that because i think that light is that goodness and that's really really important and i think for some people they say you want to know what (laughs) how do i just kind of get out of this mold where i can just go somewhere and be great and you and i have experience with 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 clients where they just say honestly maybe i have to step down from being a, a people leader or someone that's influencing more people because i just want to focus on the, the greatness that I bring that's in my subject matter and not right. have to be relied on to be someone right. that makes others feel well by shining the light on them. Yeah, I, I think um, in how to get people to do that is really being clear on why are they even wanting to get into coaching engagement? That's why like I, I it's almost like for me to partner with someone, I want them to like beg, <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> oh my gosh, I want so desperately to have a coach that I can work through this because that tells me that something has has something within them is saying like, what has been working isn't working. Or, you know, I want to work with a coach because I so desperately want to get to this level. You know, like I want to get to this. Um, or I'm about ready to be burned out. And so like there's that sense of urgency 
around what you need that in order to change. Because what we're talking about here is like huge change and really um, figuring out the systems that you've put your body, like you've, you've been trained, you trained your, yourself to be under and having to change those habits and, and those systems. And so in order to really make it matter, there has to be something that is so important to make you want to do that because it is, like I said before, hard. So getting clear on what is the goal, what is the thing that each client is really wanting? So you can keep that as your North Star to say, okay, if you want this, what's holding you back from that? And then helping them to go through different exercises or different things that help them to understand like who they are and what's holding them back and you know what's their shadow side that they've developed um you know i call it their saboteurs you know what are the saboteurs that they've developed over time to help protect them that they need to let go so that they can just be you know more of who they want to be um instead of who they've been conditioned to be you know whether it's by the organization or or that they that they think and also finding um giving them real concrete like why it matters because usually that is really heavy you know when you're acting in a way that's contrary to who you want to be it's heavy it zaps your energy you know you so trying to make those correlations again it's trying to get to like this needs to why does this matter to give them something to like hold on to to say like this is going to be hard, but it's so important to me to try and change. Some people will say, I just don't think I can do it, you know, and then it's, and then it's maybe, but, but, but maybe I focus on this instead. Um, I had another thought, Chris, because you said, I love the whole, um, you know, I just want to be good versus great. Kind of makes me think about like, um, we need to slow down to speed up. So that was one of the other things in like trying to recognize how you want to be. You're, we're, we're going so fast and trying to be so great and so perfect that to help people understand, like, if you actually slow down and give yourself space, it'll come through as far as, you know, more of how you want to be and provide you kind of clarity on what's not working, you know, and um, but that's a hard one, too. You know, it's like, I can't slow down. That doesn't make sense to me, you know? So um, anyways, hopefully that just a lot of thoughts on that. Yeah. And it's interesting um, that idea of good and great. Mm -hmm. I think as we work with folks, it is in the framework of good in order to be your greatest, Right. (laughs) not focusing on greatness or perfection, It's, it's the goodness that brings about the, the greatness. And, and that's where that special sauce exists. And yeah. I, I think, you know, you and I have had the benefit of working through and with wonderful um, coaches that have trained us in coaching yeah. and the concept of coaching as the, the opportunity to fall in love with yourself all over again which which is a, a funny phrase to think about, but you've described having an interaction with a coachee recently and their thought that it was going to be some type of workout of like, okay, 
you know, you're broken. So we're going to put you in a cast or we're going to, you know, yeah. we're going to make sure you go to this kind of, you know, this, this, um, uh, workout where you can now fix yourself or, yeah. you know, some, you know, for, you know, you know, I'm Catholic, you know, for, you know, you're going to go to your confessional and then you're going to yeah. have the, you know, this, uh, this penance that you're going to have to do and then we'll fix you. Yeah. And it's really much more of a, of an internal process because the answers are within the person. So just right. your thoughts on that as we, you know, as, yeah, as we continue and I think, this. Well, and, um, yes. The work, what we, you and I, what you and I are, because this particular individual that you're talking about is, um, you know, a, uh, a great example of like, I think the HR person said, you know, just, are you the type of coach that talks about all that feely stuff and like how, you know, what are you thinking today and all that? And I was like, you know, like, yes. And <laughs> so what, exactly what you're saying, Chris is, um our coaching style and how we have learned and what has been hugely impactful and effective for us and what i know and have experienced to be impactful with with you know the people that we're already working with is you have to get to the root you have to go below the snorkeling and get to the scuba level and you don't get there without getting into some of this rooted you know, taking off the armor and trying to figure out what's the shadows and the savatures that are holding you back. But at the end of the day, you and I both have like lots of years of corporate experience to be able to make that connection to say, and this is how it will help you show up as an even more effective leader. And this is how you will get better followership. And this is how, you know, it will translate. Like, you have to do that like near reflection and do that work, which I've done, you've done, like you have to. And I know the leaders that we're going to talk to have done the work and it is the hardest work, but I mean, it's like, it's the best feeling when you actually do that to understand and have clarity around, like, this is what's important to me. This is why it matters. Here's what, my values are that ground me, that anchor me, that help me through decision making, that help me to be clear on what my, you know, leadership philosophy is when I'm working with people. And um, it just gives you a sense of like, you know, breathing space because you just have it as your own roadmap. So um, it provides you that that compass to whether it's on the personal side in an organization, you know, whatever. So um, I think that's how I'll wrap up <laughs> on, on my thoughts with that. We could, I could go Thanks, on. Man. Thanks, Amanda. It's, it's the perfect segue, I think, for the, for the coming podcast episodes, because as we discussed last time, yeah. going forward, we are going to be inviting leaders into this conversation and to be able to enrich the discussion about how they think about these things. And, yeah. As we think about all the different personality profiles of leaders and the personality you know, profile tools, we're going to have all different types of leaders we're going to be talking to. And so 
to get their perspectives, it's really going to be, I think, both fun and enlightening. So thank you, Amanda, for being the interview, the interview E for uh, this episode too. And uh, just looking forward to the coming episodes as we uh, move forward with this. Thank you. Me too. It's going to be great. Thanks, Chris. Have a good day. Bye. From this episode, I encourage you to think of one change you can make today to show up as the leader you aspire to be. Until next time, be well, my friends.